0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shale. Shale? Another week. How you doing? (laughs)
1: hey <laughs> great
0: how are you <laughs> i'm good i got over my day gum cold i think and uh I think, me. yeah you've had you've had a little bit of it this week i'm, I'm pretty much better i'm telling you it's all this dead gum pollen yeah. that's around and we've had so much rain i think it washed some of it away so so i got over mine but man i was struggling last week yeah. it had me it had <laughs> me all weekend that's no fun man uh-uh. i was taking nasal spray and zyrtec and NyQuil at night to go to sleep and man and uh it's like I, I not- even took some of Michael's pink antibiotic, the old bubble gum stuff they give you a kid at the doctor. I was willing to do anything except go to the doctor.
1: When you <laughs> when you get sick, you take everything.
0: I'm to knock it out.
1: You're gonna take everything. You over medicate.
0: I don't know if I don't over medicate.
1: I just you know, breathe in some herbs and <laughs> <laughs>
0: natural berries and juices yeah. and you're good to go. That's why you keep it a month. What are we talking about this week, Cheryl? Um
1: Lamb, sh- lamb shoulder tops.
0: Well, you know, it is Easter. It's Easter. It's Good so, Friday today. And I thought it was a good, yeah, it's a good time to do some lamb. We're at a new set. We got a brand new set. We're uh, this is our first time, so we're we're learning uh, the setup here. I hope it looks good. We, we don't know. We're we're just, we just we just plugged this. it up and started going. Yeah. But it's a work in progress. Uh, uh, it's definitely more room, and uh, we're out. We got our bedroom back. We yep. got our guest bedroom back it's just in time. We got family coming this weekend, so that's always good. But
1: um, I'm not finished decorating. We've got some work to do. I, we think there might be an echo going.
0: Yeah, um, well, we you know we need to fill the space some. Yeah, it's a bigger room than, than a bedroom. <laughs> yeah we'll have to do a a video and put a tour of it on instagram when we get everything set up up. we've got an office space we're still waiting on our desk and uh, i mean we've we've we did get we got a cowhide rug (laughs) (laughs) tied the room room together it's not a real cowhide rug it's a faux faux cowhide rug so Peter wouldn't mind that one uh, i don't (laughs) know i don't care That makes me want to get a real one now. I've always wanted a cowhide rug. Now I I got one in my office. Yeah, well, the faux one's not. Uh, Where'd you get it from Wayfair or something? 100 bucks, 110 bucks. Yeah. That ain't bad. It's a little
1: more than that, but that ballpark.
0: So back to Easter, um, I, you know, um, Jordan down at the butcher shop sent me some meat to to cook because I ordered some contest meat from him here a week or so ago and he wanted to know if I ever did lamb because he knew Easter was coming up. And I said, man, yeah, I'd love to do lamb. It's been a while since I did a lamb video. And he ha- did one a year. I used to do one. I mean, usually you know, this time. I'm I'm not like lamb's not my favorite thing. It's a, it's good. It's good, but it's not my favorite. It's not my go-to. I mean, if I'm gonna eat beef, I'm gonna eat pork, something like that. I mean, I eat or deer. But you know, lamb's okay. It's okay. and this time you're of year, at, I usually springtime. I, I usually eat you're some at a lamb. Brazilian steakhouse, right? I'll try lamb there. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, but anyway, I
1: look for it. Like, I really like lamb. You search it out and I cook yeah.
0: it for you. Like, when you want yeah. something, when, when you want a special dinner, you're like, well, you cook me some lamb. And, yeah. and I do. And I, I mean, it's, and it's, you know, it's it's pretty good. Um, but I wanted to do it, it, has it a different way. Flavor. I mean, normally, you know, people cook lamb chops or the little French bone, you know, bone in loin rack. And um, I wanted best. to do something different. So Jordan said he had some shoulders that he cut into these thick shoulder chops. And I said, man, you know what? I can cook those. Um, like I do short ribs, kind of get some color on them, get them in a brazing liquid, break them down, and that's that's what I went for with this lamb. And because I've been talking to uh, you know Jimmy Parsons, uh, cooks SCA contest, smoking truckers. Well, he met some guys um, from Australia uh, last year at the SCA Championship in, in Fort Worth, and they you know they're big cooking lamb over, and it's probably where the lamb I got came from. Honestly, I don't know where they got it, but they get their briskets from over there. I mean, it may have came from from australia but that's lamb's big over there and they cook it a, they do it all different kinds of ways but they cook the shoulders and they shred it so i kind of wanted to do something what like that they, do it
1: once it they it. had to it,
0: see it, jimmy gave me some of their seasoning. and try i hadn't tried it yet but I, it's like what's it called tree bark i think or something like it. it's a real oh, herby yeah. and i'm gonna try it on because they use it for like pulled lamb and i'm on, that's my next thing i want to try i've never had pulled lamb
1: Ooh, but pulled lamb taco
0: but the you know that kind of got me thinking about it. Yeah, that would be good. Pulled yeah. lamb tacos. Well, maybe like a do a Mediterranean taco with like yeah. a ziki sauce and all that. That would be good. But oh, but yeah, back to the lamb. And yeah, and lettuce. Yes. But I was going for more of a something you'd serve on Easter. Yeah. You know, a, a a a dish that is like family style. And so I got the lamb and seasoned it up. Just kept it simple. Some rosemary always goes great with lamb. Mm-hmm. A little garlic, salt and pepper, season the chops real good and then put them on the grill and I cooked them on the Memphis grill. It's just a, a pellet grill to get some color on them. I seared them a little bit because I wanted a little extra caramelization going on. And then I put together a braising liquid to, cause you need something to help them break down. That shoulder's tough. It's got, you know, a lot of connective tissue in it, a lot of working muscles. It's not like the loin, which is just super tender. And so I knew it was going to take a while to break it down. So I create, uh, I used some red wine, some broth, beef and chicken broth and a few other things, put it in a pot, cooked that down a little bit. And that got those flavors concentrated in that braising liquid. And I moved the lamb cho- uh, shoulder chops over in that and cooked them until the bones fell out. And man, it was tender. It was juicy. It had a full of flavor, but it had a lot of flavor. heck, it I, I'd bold. have to say it probably kind of cooked the lamb taste out of it. Yeah. Cause it tasted more like asabuco or, you know, uh, short ribs that you braised down and broke down. And then I served it on top of mashed potatoes with a and I dri- uh, drizzled a little bit more of those uh, brazen liquid that concentrated all those flavors over the top. So it was real juicy and then roasted some carrots. And that was it. Yeah. I and mean, that was, I mean, that was something you could serve on Easter.
1: Oh, Yeah, it's a dinner for sure. Yeah. yeah, it was
0: good. I mean, it took a while. I'm gonna say it was like you know, the whole total cook was probably a little over three hours.
1: So, I had some questions about the cooking process. <coughs> um, you put it on there, what was it? 325 on your pellet grill? Yeah, Memphis pellet, Memphis wood fired perk. You get it out, Memphis wood fired pellet grill. Um, and you put it on the uh, the edges and kind of smoked it almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, our.
1: Slow cooked
0: it. And it's slow cooked it at first it. to brown it. Yeah, yeah. kind of get some get some color going on. That's yeah. all you want to do. Could just seared it? Yeah, you could have ju- you could have just grilled it. If you had yeah. had to say the Weber going, that's a, that, I mean that's one way you could have cooked that. You could have had the Weber going and then um, put it in the braising liquid. Put it in your oven even. But I mean, it would have been super simple to do.
1: All right. One thing that you did was you used a searing plate.
0: Yeah, that's that's just. Um, over the fire pot in the Memphis grills, most most grills just have a solid plate, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the shields, part of the heat diverter, keeps the flames from getting up. Well, on the Memphis grills, they have um, a plate that goes in and out, and they have another one that's like perforated. It's got holes in it, which is, allows you to grill steaks or whatever right over the fire, yeah. over the, the fire is pot. Is that where the pot is right Yeah, there, that's, where, that's where your fire, your heat comes from in that grill. Uh, Yoder has one. There's you can take out and there's it's like. I was like going to ask in, you is uh, that
1: unique to Memphis or?
0: Uh, I've seen them. You know, I don't. I've never seen one in a Traeger or, or any other one. But uh you know, I know my Yoder has one too. The six forty, the four eighty didn't, but the six forty has one where you, it's just like a little trap door. You can pull it out and you put a set of grill grates over it, and boom, you're cooking steaks right yeah. there. Well, the Memphis grill is the same way. It's just like another little feature. But it it works, and I didn't have to sear like that. I just wanted some more flavor because when you get that, when the, when the outside, you know, it caramelizes, you get all that good crunchy goodness on the outside of it, that's going to break down in that braising liquid and give your dish more flavor. Yeah. And so that's what I was going for. Yeah,
1: and it definitely had a grilled grilled flavor to yeah, it. it yeah, it, it picked it up. It picked it up
0: even though it was, you know, broken down and yeah. braised all the way to, to tenderness. Yeah. You
1: know? um, I thought it was pretty good. It, it's not my favorite lamb dish you've ever really. Done. I thought
0: it was. I thought you really liked it.
1: I mean, I liked it. Yeah. But the, my favorite lamb dish is the racks really of lamb that you do. You season it with the herbs on the outside and
0: cook them on cook the egg. almost
1: rare. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's probably.
0: Really I mean, that's the most tri- common way people yeah. eat lamb. Yeah. I would say. But I like I I preferred them this way because <laughs> it don't taste like lamb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it tasted more like. Some meat that I just wanted to get all up in. That's what, that's the <laughs> way it was. I mean, it was you know sometimes you go to a restaurant and you order short ribs and they serve them to you, you know, in a plate. You don't know what kind of meat it is. It's just good because yeah. it's just been cooked to where yeah. it's just falling apart. So it's I would say it was roast lamb roast is yeah. what we made those chops into. I mean, you couldn't tell they were a chop if they didn't have that play bone in them because it was just meat at that point. And it was it was just like a just like if you took a heck, a chuck roast and cooked it down like that, same difference. Um, but it had a, the wine and the and the onions and the garlic and the rosemary and all that gave it so much good flavor.
1: Yeah, it was very rich and bold. And, mm-hmm. and when you paired it with, like, um, we did mashed potatoes. I made some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, but you could have done rice or anything else. But when you paired it with those two things, and you almost had those two contrasting.
0: It needed that creaminess it, yeah, to go it with it. And the, yeah, and, that's. And, I think it played well yeah. with that. And the carrots, how easy were they to do? I mean, just a little olive oil, salt, pepper. That was and pepper. something
1: you came up with. You said, "I'm going to try to roast them just like I do asparagus."
0: Yeah, I mean, they were fine. They were great. Yeah, they I mean, were that's really a great. quick side that it takes what twenty five minutes. Did anybody do that? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, roasted carrots. I mean, we 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 did them. We did them the other day on one of those Hello Fresh meals. Yeah. But it was like you chopped them up. So And we did them in the oven, not on the grill, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you
1: ever seen anybody roast them on the grill like that is my question?
0: Yeah, I mean, no. I okay. mean, it. yeah, I, I've seen them glaze them and do it. Yeah. I've never seen them just salt and pepper, but.
1: They were so good. Yeah, it,
0: they made them really sweet. I yeah. mean, I liked it. I, I, they had a grilled flavor. I mean, they're good. They're very That'll good. That'll be something that, that that we'll start eating for dinner on a regular yeah. basis.
1: Because I love asparagus on the grill, and you pretty much did them the exact same way. Yeah,
0: you could have. You could have. If I'd have wanted to we get them longer. real sweet. You could have brushed them with a little honey, or yeah, something made up a little sweet glaze, or you know, some butter and put them in, or something. But they didn't just it. just a pinch of salt, pinch of pepper, and let the sugars come out of them, and they're really good.
1: It was a really good meal. It was a you you cooked a complete meal this way. Yeah. You know? Well, is there anything you do differently?
0: No, I mean I thought it was pretty good. I, you know, I would like to like, start them out, like you talked about, on the grill first, like on a Weber or something like that. Get them over some charcoal and see what they would taste like because it had such a good flavor doing them that way. I said, man, if you could really just grill them first, like you're grilling them to where they were probably internal, I don't know, medium, something like that. Yeah. And then put them off in there and braised them. I think they'd have been really good.
1: Would you put them on the cool side at all
0: if you're no that if way, i was gonna do them that way no they just go grill them and then go right to the braising it, liquid. Yeah. it would be like browning them in an iron skillet you know how when yeah. you do something in the oven you just you get some browning going on on it then you move it to the oven well i would do the same thing i just grill it but i don't i mean i
1: with this particular cut of lamb could you have cooked it hot and fast and served it rare medium rare
0: i mean i, I know you could but i mean you could but i don't i think the shoulder would it like, would be so tough, you know. I mean, that's where because you really need to break it down. If you're going to do that, you might as well get a, like a leg of lamb, like a big roast that's one muscle, not made up of a whole bunch of different muscles. And then that way you can cook it rare and slice it. And I've you know I've cooked a boneless leg before; they're really good. But that's why ha- they
1: serve them at the Brazilian steakhouses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually, or chops.
1: Yeah, or chops. Yeah.
0: But shoulder, it yeah, shoulder the front quarter. Man, it needs to be. It's like the neck, the shoulder, the the front leg. All that needs to be broke down. Yeah. It's not it's, a tender. Yeah, it's not as tender.
1: And you could look at it and see that it had a lot of...
0: Connective tissue. Yeah, it had a lot yeah, of stuff yeah. going on in that in that meat. Yeah. I like it because you see the cross of all... I like those chops cut like that because you can see the cross of all the muscles and the cross-section of them.
1: Yeah. So... um, I had an interesting question this week. Someone emailed me and wanted to know how you get all your smokers. Because they're trying to get a new smoker and their wife keeps putting the...
0: How oh, I get them? Kabosh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what my
1: so, response was? What? I say, no, Malcolm, you have enough smokers. And then they just keep showing up.
0: I get them all different <laughs> kinds of ways. Some of them I order. Some of them I wait years for. Uh, some of them, I have, I've had a few. Or companies contacted me and, and want me to cook on them here lately. Traeger's been sending me one. Heck, I've got three Traegers now. I just donated one to the fire department. But uh, um, I, you know, there were more. I beg, asking. I still I borrow. <laughs> I, I do whatever I can to get more smokers. They were more asking, "How do you? How do I? How do I get how them do- across from you? Yeah. yeah, man, I just do what I want to do." <laughs> 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 it's always easier to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier to ask for forgiveness. There's
1: a few that I know about in advance, and there's some that I'm just like, "What? Uh, where did this come from?" Yeah,
0: I don't know. I mean, I I collect smokers. I mean, I just I love That's all true. of them. I, and mean,
1: I I don't not want you to have smokers. You I
0: mean, have- most time I would say it's a room thing. Where are you going to put them? You know, and that's me. I mean, I have some new space. And that's why I have to get rid of some of them sometimes, and I hate to. I mean, it's because I don't have room to put them (laughs) anymore. If I know I got some more coming, I got to get rid of some now. I'm to the point, well, actually, see, since we've got this new office, I've got a little room where I can put some more smokers. Mm -hmm. So I may be in the market for a few new ones. (laughs) I'd like to, I'd like to create another outdoor cooking set, you know, where, where, um, we can do some filming, you know, people come in, they can come to the office, we can film something out here or, or, you know, maybe host a little dinner or class or something like that here at the office instead of, yeah. and it, it, it just it would make a, it more interesting. Yeah,
1: this is more of an old house than it is an office, so we're just yeah. using it as an office. It'd be the perfect place for it. Yeah, it, it would if we get it set up. So, this week, I thought we'd talk about cooking for Easter. You know, it's Easter weekend. It is. People are going to be cooking hams. That's uh, the number one thing. It's all
0: about day. the ham this weekend. Hams are on sale times. everywhere. Um a little lamb. I've seen them as low as, what, 99 cents, I think is what my mom told me. She saw some of those those Appleton A-Powl. Farms ones at Aldi. A-Powl. And those are good A-Powl. hams for a spiral ham. Yeah, that's what she told me. I said, man, that's cheap. I hadn't seen that, but... My mom called me and told me I'd already bought one. I bought one at Sam's. I think it was $1.89 or $1.99.
1: They're so good. You should buy some and just smoke them and we'll use
0: them up. They are. I love, I mean, so if, you, if you've you been following me for a while, I've been cooking hams a long time. I've got, and I wrote down some of the different ones I did. I've done a maple glazed, a bourbon praline slicing ham. I've done the pineapple whole ham, pineapple glazed. I've done the pit ham. I've done an apricot and apple ham. I've just done how to smoke just a traditional spiral ham. Honey, how, how to do a honey, honey honey a baked a honey baked ham? Yeah, I've done ham, all kinds of. That. I mean, it's about time for me to do a new ham recipe because some. Of my, I mean, it's been a while since I've done one. Yeah, but I love cooking ham, and they're easy. But the first thing that people need to know when you start talking about cooking hams like this is we're not talking about fresh ham. Or green ham, you see it called when, uh, people, you know, have the hog slaughtered or something. They think they can get the hindquarters, the hams off of them and cook it and it turn into something that you would have for the holidays. Well, that's not what it is. A ham like we're talking about has already been cured. It's been through a smoke process most of the time. It's been, you know, pump full of curing agent, whatever they do to hams that they either salt cure them or sugar cure them. And it's, you know, it's, it's really fully cooked. It's already been fully cooked. What you're having to do to it is reheat it. Um, if you're cooking a fresh ham, it's not going to turn out the but the same texture or, or it's a barbecue. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty floor. much barbecue. That's all you're doing. You're, ro- you're roasting or bar- or smoking it, and to get it to turn into a like slicing ham, you would have to cure it for a long time or pump it full of cure some kind of way. But if you cook just a fresh ham, like you said, it's going to turn into like Boston butt. Yeah, it's going to shred. It's um. It's doesn't have as much. It's not as good uh, fat in the ham part, so it's or marbling, so it's, it's going to be a lot wider, leaner. Yeah. It's a whiter meat. I mean, it's still pretty good, but, but I wouldn't gonna, choose a ham for pulled pork. Yeah, I would always, you know, I would I would want to cook a shoulder, or if I'm going to do that, I'm going to cook the whole hog and then chop it all up. Yeah. But if you just got some hams, I mean, I, you can do it, and I, I get questions about it all the time. I've got this fresh ham. How am I going to turn it into? You know, what I want to slice it. I was like, well, it's not going to work. Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to do something else to it to get it into that. And I've never made a ham like that, so I really don't know.
1: That would be a pretty.
0: It's an involved process. Yeah. It's an art, art form. Cook, turning those hams, and you know, into the into ham that we think, like the spiral sliced ham. Because what's an the art process? Form. They're injecting Some hams, we've with... seen those, some of those European hams, man, those ones they do over in Spain and Italy. Man, those things are just. Thousands of dollars because the ones it, that are hanging. And yeah, stuff, that, yeah, yeah, man. There's, I'd love to go over there and try some of those. Heck yeah, <laughs> Waylon went and he sent me, he took some pictures and showed me some of these hams and they have just walls of them, and you know people go in, it's like going to a, a fancy wine store or something, and they get up on these ladders and get the hams. Oh, down really? And they cut you off so much of it, or you know, I doubt you buy the whole ham. It'd be so expensive, but. He said it was pretty cool.
1: Did he
0: um, try any? Yeah, they, they tried all kinds. He said it was awesome. the uh, Iberico, that was like a, a Spanish ham that was really, really good. He said yeah. it's known to be some of the best ham in the world. But well, now so I have a new goal. Yeah, no <laughs> did joke. <he> even know? <laughs> but so we're talking about cooking an already cooked ham. Yeah. So I call them double smoked hams, and you can buy shanks. You can buy. Uh, Butt portions, which the ham, what a lot of times what they do in the grocery stores is split it. So you've got the front part, kind of think the upper, the upper part of the ham, kind of the rump back there is the butt portion. And then the lower part where the leg comes down is the shank portion. Now you can buy a whole ham and they're usually about 22 pounds and it's both portions put together, but. The the what I see the most this time of year is just going to be a portion of either the butt or the shank shank's usually cheaper because it's got that bigger leg bone in it it's not as much meat on it. still got a lot of meat but it's not as much as the butt portion um, you can get them uh, sliced or not sliced when I mean sliced it's usually spiral sliced and I like cooking those because they're already proportioned for you you can get a lot more of the flavor the glaze whatever you're putting on the outside of it down in between it and it has a ton of flavor and they're easy to carve up that's what I like about them you just go find the bone go right down it remove that bone and then your ham just lays out beautiful you can put it on a platter it's real easy to do um some of them uh,
1: every little piece usually are, yeah there's
0: no there's almost no waste on them i mean
1: but every little piece has a little bit of the smoky, the outside
0: the that. smokiness the glaze that's why I like the the spiral sliced yeah. ones um and they're a little bit more expensive and then that's what you get when you buy like a I know everybody's heard of a honey baked ham. They're all spiral sliced like that, but there's all kinds of different ones out there. And depending on, you know, what, what you want to cook. Um, what I'm going to do, Let me talk about what I'm going to do this weekend. Okay. Um, I'm going to make up, um, uh, a little apple bourbon glaze with some brown sugar, a little bit of apple juice. And then that's going to kind of mix in with the sugar, the uh, turbinado and regular dark brown sugar. And it kind of makes a paste. And so I take my tam out of the package and kind of dry it off because it's got a lot of moisture in it. I put it on my smoker about 250 degrees. Uh, I'm going to use some apple wood, give it some flavor. Uh, you, you really want to stay what, away. What pit are you cooking it on? Um, I'm probably going to cook it on the drum, Ooh. just because it, the drum gives it a really good flavor, and it, I mean it sets a really good glaze on it because yeah. I'm in mean, the dry heat and it's right below it.
1: And it doesn't take so, long to cook. And it, it doesn't
0: all. take long. We're talking three hours tops. To cook this ham at 250. It doesn't take long. We're just rewarming it back to 140 degrees, just serving temp. And so the first two hours, I just put it on. I take it out of the package, kind of dry it out, put it on. No rub. No rub, no nothing. I mean, you could, but I'm not. I'm just going to go straight and get the ham, get it warm, get it warm, and get the juices flowing. And then I'm going to put my glaze on that last hour and let it bake on. And then it's off and ready to serve.
1: Do you put it in a pan?
0: Usually anything? I don't. Usually I set it right on the grate or I'll put it on like one of our little chicken racks just to hold it so I can pick it up real easy. And then when I get ready to cut it, all I got to do is slide it over to a cutting board, take the bone out, and then put move it to a platter and it's ready to go.
1: We have had, I have had someone ask, well, doesn't that mess the bottom piece of the ham up?
0: Well, usually, but you know you know what? A lot of times I like to eat that one. It's got a ton of flavor. It really gets some grilled flavor. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to... I mean, whatever, no matter which way you lay it, it's yeah, going to yeah. be a little more. I mean, that's on any kind of, any kind of meat, any kind of smoker. That's a small price to pay. Yeah, right. a small price to pay. But yeah, sometimes yeah. that piece will stick and that'll yeah. just be Pitmaster's snack. Yeah. That's much. usually the first thing I try. I, I judge my ham on how that piece is. If that one's good, it's really good. Um,
1: do you ever let your ham rest or is that necessary? You
0: can't. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. Usually by the time it's cut up and everything, it's ready to go because you got to really think. You're just double-smoking it, re-smoking it to a safe temp to serve. That's all you're doing. And you're doing it slow. You're not hammering it with heat. I'm not cooking it like at 400 degrees or anything. I'm doing it, you know, 250, so it's kind of a slowly bringing it up. And, and, and uh, there's really no need to rest it at that point. I mean, it's just your heat to serve.
1: Yeah. Um, If you needed to rest it.
0: You could. I mean, what, I, what I've what i done there is put it over in a pan. Like you're talking about, cover it in full, stick it down in the cooler. And it'll stay warm for several hours. I mean, I wouldn't leave it in there longer than two or three. Yeah. But if you're traveling, a lot of times we'll do that. If we're traveling somewhere, um, you know, going somewhere for dinner, and we want to take the ham with us, I'll go ahead pull and it off. yeah, pull it off. I usually don't cut it up. I usually just slide it over in the pan, wrap it up full, and when I get there, I'll take it off the bone and then put it out on the platter. Because the quicker you cut it off the bone and lay it out, it's going to cool off. It needs to be consumed right then when you do that. And that's when it's the best. That's yeah. when it's the best. You know, do you remember the one I did? It was a, a the bourbon praline ham, mm-hmm. and I did. What kind
1: of ham was that? Because it was almost like a carving it ham. It was.
0: That's that's what it was. It was a, a slicing ham or a carving ham, they How, called what it. What is that? But it was so, it, this ham has no bone in it, and it's is almost it like ham? they take. Uh, no, I wouldn't call it a pit ham. Pit ham is usually more round, football, oval shape. This one's more flat and wide. And it's what they, they take one of the muscles off kind of. Okay. So it's on top a, of the bone. Like so it's like muscle. one, one big muscle off the side. And that's kind of the outer muscle. I think which one it is. If you say it's the thing of your hip, you know, yeah. and they turn it into a ham and the whole thing can be sliced from tip to tail on it. I mean, end to end. It makes a really, really good ham. They're a little more expensive. And I, and I, I mean, I guess you see them. No so when ways. you go to these brunches or restaurants that have a, you know, like a carver, they'll have these slicing hams out on the board. That's usually what they're doing. But the one I bought, it was a Smithfield and it was a really, really good ham. And I've seen them. Um, I want to say I bought it at either Costco or at Sam's. I didn't, I didn't buy one this year. I bought the trip to this one says it weighs one. About 10 pounds. Yeah. They were, they were a really, really big ham. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a good size. Big. And, yeah. Um,
1: I mean, you got to think there's absolutely
0: no waste on that. No, it was. I mean, they when uh, that was one of the best ones I've ever done. Yeah. The bourbon praline one. I mean, it was sticky, it was sweet. I mean, it was. God, it was, that was a good ham.
1: So you're going to kind of take that bourbon praline and mix it with the apple juice. Idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's that's one? what I'm going to do for this what one. Where is whiskey coming into play? Uh, it's just different flavor. I mean, like, gonna, where are you going to add that? Oh, at the very beginning, when yeah. I'm going to cook it all, cook the whiskey off of it. Okay. So when you make so your what I'll probably is do is barbecue. start with a little butter, a little whiskey, a little brown sugar, turn, cook that whiskey off and then add some more brown sugar and a little you're apple make, juice. Like, a whiskey caramel or yeah. That's what like that. it is. It's kind of like a whiskey caramel sauce. It's going, but I'm not going to take it to the full stage of like caramel. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going to be more yeah. like a syrup. Yeah. You know? yeah you're not going to pull out
1: the candy thermometer and.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cook it that far. Like we're gonna put it on top of cheesecake. Well, um, I t-
1: I brought up pit ham. What is exactly a pit ham? So pit, you have a recipe for
0: that too. Okay. Pit ham is most of the time it's just a formed ham where they've jet netted. If you've ever seen that ham that looks like it has the net on the outside of the skin or whatever, and it's typically it's really formed. cylinder. Yeah, you know, they're like, they're kind of have a round football yeah. kind of shape to them. Uh, they're real uniform and and people. They're already smoked and everything. People just put them on a pit to rewarm them and they slice them off. So a lot of times you see them serve like rendezvous does a ham sam- pit ham sandwich. And it's just the, no seasoning, no anything on it, just smoke warmed up on a pit. And then they'll slice it and you can get it as thick or as thin as you want. Typically you, you eat it like a barbecue sandwich. It's a big thing up. Uh, and you remember the guy we met that does the pit beef in Baltimore? Yeah. They do pit hams up there a lot. And you see guys just on the corner are these. You know stands where they'll have the beef, and then they'll have pit ham or pit turkey or something like that. There's not a whole lot to it. I mean, there's not. You know, there's not. It's just meat ham it's just, rewarmed it's almost, and sliced.
1: Would you say it's almost like a lunch meat type
0: ham? Uh it's great for making that. Yeah. It's great for it. it. It to me, you know, it's it's definitely doesn't seem like a natural because it's like it's been pieces of the ham's been formed and shaped. Mm-hmm. And kind of when they do it, that's what it does. But that's just how they hang them up. It, it kind of reminds me of the way my mom, the ham I grew up on, I had two kind of hams I remember as a kid. One was the old, like you told me, it was like a lunch meat style ham yeah. that my mom would take. And then she would put the pineapples on the outside and put the cherries on it. Yes. And they would put it in a roaster and yes. cook it in the oven and baste it. And then it cook for three or four hours. And it's sliced and it's sliced in these perfect slices, but it was more processed. Yeah, it was like a processed tasting ham. It had that beautiful caramel, you know, skin that they've done probably artificially colored to give yeah. it on the outside. That's the ham I grew up on. And then my papa always cooked a whole ham that he he got like from the somewhere, Balmian. the big one with yeah. the thick skin on it. And he was I can remember him scoring that skin and then making up whatever he'd put on it and have it pouring it all down in the cracks of that skin and cook it and his ham was always good but it tasted more like a, a it wasn't a country cured ham but it was more when i say country food it was like something you get yeah. from the country going to grandma's house that's what that's how like my papa ham. cooked it yeah. yeah it tasted more like ham you and you did <laughs> oh yeah and they'd be full of fat you know some <laughs> yeah. pieces might have a big you know nobody hated no i didn't like that mm. i like i like both but the, i did want to talk about so, you see, when you go to restaurants and stuff, or you hear people talk about city ham or country ham. Yeah. What's
1: the difference?
0: So, city ham is typically sugar cured, and that's the ham everybody's used to. City. Yeah. Definitely. City ham. Country ham is a salt cured ham, and typically we eat it for breakfast. And it's salt. It's fried in a skillet. Um, they use it to season beans. a pot of beans, a pot of greens. Yeah. But country ham is, it's made, um, It's salt cured, so it's more stable out in the open. So if you go to a grocery store and you see a ham just in a sack hanging over on the side, that's a salt cured country ham. You don't really see city hams like that. City hams are usually packaged in cryovac. They've got some moisture, some juice or whatever they're preserving them added to it. They're kept refrigerated. But country hams, I mean, they call them country hams because people had salt boxes back in the day, and that's what they did. They, You know, they'd preserve it. You could go out there and cut you a piece of that ham off, take (laughs) it inside, fry it in a skillet. Heck, you could eat it right there. It's perfectly ready to go. It's cured. But most people fry it in a skillet or use it to flavor something, and that's how they'd eat it.
1: So those hams that they're doing – like you were talking about over in Europe, um, those are all salt cured, probably.
0: Uh, you know, probably. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know the process of what those guys do. There's, they do all kinds of things. Yeah, different. I mean, it, you know, there's those are curing masters over there. Yeah. Only the only one I've ever seen. I just remember because we go to my great uncle's house and they still had the my great great granddad's salt box in a smokehouse, and that's where they cured all their meat. See, How do I, they do that? They kept a fire going when they kill hogs and yeah, their, whatever they were about curing. The salt
1: box part.
0: It was just a big box of salt. And I don't know what kind just, of salt. It did was just, you just salt.
1: Put like a fresh ham in
0: there. What you, um, they had like a little top to it and you would get the salt and put your meat there and cover it in it and coat it real well. And then they would hang it up or set it up on the shelf in the smokehouse and then they would tend the fire. And when you talk about a fire in a smokehouse, it was typically just like a lard can. Yeah. And they would just keep a little small fire going for, Several weeks, yeah. I mean, until they were curing everything, what and it mean, made the whole all that smoke got in I that. Well, you that could go smell. in that wood today. I bet it had had a fire in it in 40 years or longer, and it still smelled like a smokehouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my
1: grandparents have a smokehouse, and I I just never saw them salt cure anything. Yeah. Yeah. We never did that.
0: That's how That's they did it. I would love to, well, like, so they see never it used, done. like,
1: nitrates. Like, no, they I mean, other today. than what's in the salt,
0: you yeah. know, it would but it wouldn't, like, artif- you know, artificial. Yeah. They didn't know what they were using. Well, I today, mean, I
1: mean, the, the salt, the, the, Hams that you buy at the grocery store today are typically
0: have yeah, pump full of it. Yeah. It's like what they use to preserve bacon or heck, yeah. hot dogs, all that <laughs> stuff. They have. I mean you can buy it, like Tender Quick or the processor's choice stuff that we use for bacon and um all that stuff. It's it's a it's just a cure and has that uh you know, cure there's like two cures, number one and number two. Um Pink Salt.
1: One thing that you've done before, uh, with your apricot and apple glaze ham is you scored the outside and made kind of
0: diamond pattern. Yeah. Made yeah. a diamond
1: pattern, made little diamonds on the outside of that skin. And that's I guess to get
0: more flavor in it to where that glaze has little crevices to get into and caramelize and get sticky and sweet. So if you makes do it buy good. A whole it just ham. makes it pretty, yeah. The I do have a good whole ham. If you really want to cook a whole ham and do it kind of that Old-fashioned grandma style with the pineapples and cherries. It's it's my whole ham recipe, and that one is really good because I mean it, it takes you back. It's kind of like the Norman Rockwell ham yeah, or something. Yeah, you like a retro ham. Yeah, and that's the way people used to do them. I like it. it. Was your I mean. pineapple glaze smoked whole ham. Yep, that's a really good one. I think I think that was probably a Compart ham. Man, that was that's been years since I did it. It was awesome. Um This
1: is at our old house in the yellow kitchen.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of, there's all those were. I don't think I've done a a ham. It's probably been two or three years since I've done one. We're going to
1: have to change that. Yeah.
0: But you can't go wrong, man. It's one of my favorite things to cook. But you know what uh, we also did? I wanted to talk about this around the holidays. We, uh, you know, for people out there doing fundraising, hams this time of year around Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter, if you're trying to raise money, if you're, you know, barbecue team and that's how, you know, you, you build up some funds for doing your comps, or if you're in the catering business and or, or you have a restaurant, a lot of restaurants do it too. Mm-hmm. Hams are a great way because so they cook easy. fast and they're easy. Um, the way we do them and I've, I've done the. I've done the you know regular shanks or butt portions, or and I've also done the spiral hams. You can get those in the shanks or butts. The ones people like the most are the spirals, just because they're easier to portion out and And they're they're super easy to cook. What what I do to them, the easiest way I've found is you know whatever cooker you're cooking on, figure out how many hams you can cook at a time. It's going to take three and a half four hours to cook a load which isn't bad when you're doing a fundraising. That's not bad cooking at all. You have to open them all up, get them all on, and I don't do anything to them at first. We just put them on, load them up, let them go a couple hours, and that's when you want to mix your glaze up. And a lot of those hams will come with a glaze packet, or you can just do simple brown sugar, a little bit of soda, like Coke Coke or Pepsi or Dr. Pepper or something like that, or orange juice or apple juice. Whatever flavor you want to make the glaze, it doesn't take much, but mix it all up in a big bowl and just use a mop, like a silicone mopping brush to put that all over those hams at one time. And it makes an awesome glaze on them. And they're really good when you take them off. Makes them off, shiny. Makes them shiny. Yeah, the, I mean, makes them real pretty. It is the perfect ham to sell for fundraiser. They're and, all
1: usually the same size. Yeah, all they're uniform, a, they they all fit in the pan. A pan. Um, and I think people think they're, you know, because of the honey baked ham. You know, oh yeah, I they're, mean, they're more special.
0: They know. are, they are, and they're really good, really good. Oh, one thing I do like to do, and I, I think I've got a video on it somewhere. I can't remember which ham it was, but at the end, after I glaze it, I've done all you know, I've done whatever I'm going to do to it. I'll take turbinado sugar, sugar in the raw, sprinkle over the outside, and get my little creme brulee torch like they do for the honey baked hams, and come back and just torch that sugar a little bit, let it kind of get that hard praline type crust on it. It makes it really, really good. It's easy to do.
1: That's, you know, I don't, I don't even. I, when I grew up, I didn't even like ham. You know, I'd always skip over the ham, and I never liked eating ham for like holidays until I had your smoked ham. Really? Yeah. How did y'all do them? In the oven. Just all
0: ham in the oven. Yeah. And they never did them on pits. All
1: ham in the oven. Yeah, and there was too much other good food around.
0: Man, the ham's the best. That's my favorite thing. You it's give me some dry. hams and some rolls. If it's yeah. Yeah, if it's dry, what kind of ham? Do y'all- <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they probably cooked it for eight hours. Yeah. It shouldn't be dry. That's the one thing. It should be juicy. If it's dry, they overcooked it. Because I it, think it's already fully cooked. That's what most people don't understand. It's already fully cooked. You could, I mean, think of deli ham. You go there and you don't heat it up. You don't dry it out when you make a ham sandwich. You're doing the same thing. You're just reheating it to a safe serving temp.
1: What do you do with leftovers?
0: Man, make the best ham sandwich. It is so good. It is so good. I don't care. I love having leftover rolls with ham. Or, you know, just give me some Wonder Bread, some cheese, some mayonnaise. Mm. But you know what? You don't like mayonnaise on ham, do you?
1: No. i put mayonnaise on everything. I thought you
0: put a mustard on it.
1: The only time I like mustard on a sandwich is if it's a ham sandwich. Really? Yeah.
0: That's so weird to me because mayonnaise goes on ham. It's like <laughs> Oh,
1: I mean, I add mayonnaise and
0: mustard. Okay. So you do the combo? Yeah.
1: And if you really Not want bonus points, throw original Fritos on that sandwich. No. <laughs> Fritos. Because they're kind of salty and they're crunchy. Yeah.
0: I got you. Gives you a little texture, huh? Mm-hmm. So, but only
1: on the ham sandwich, I don't want it on any other sandwich.
0: And also, I'm doing a Creole turkey breast this weekend. Yeah, and where'd th- you find
1: this? Cre- Is it really Creole? or are you gonna, I'm gonna, make gonna it turn it into Creole?
0: Okay. I'm using my Creole season on it. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's just a so everybody's probably seen a butterball make some deep fried turkey breast, and this time of year, you can find them in the refrigerated section, you know, with the hams and stuff like that. And I discovered it accidentally because we were wanting something quick to to do it. I forget where we were going my parents or something out in the country, deer camp place, and uh up at Shawali. And I was like, man, I'm, you know, I have got a yoder up there, but I didn't want to do a whole ham. So I was going deer hunting. I said, well, I'm going to try these deep fried turkey breasts because I looked on it and it was like, you know, how to serve it. You know, put it in the and oven. I yeah, I don't.
1: I don't think it was like for Thanksgiving. I think it was like no. It was the, just. A yeah. Weekend before Thanksgiving.
0: It was. It was just, yeah, we were just going to something to eat. And I said, yeah. I was going to do that. And so it said to reheat it in the oven with a little broth, you know, cover it up, uh, uncover it a little bit, heat it and to these 140. Are pretty these are small. small. It's like, a whole turkey breast. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, they're three or four pounds. But it's
1: boneless.
0: Boneless. It's yeah. just like those carving ham. Yeah. So it's it, carving turkey it breast looks like pretty a small much. Ham. Yeah. So what I did, I seasoned, I took it out of the package, got all the moisture off of it. Sprayed it with a little cooking spray because it has a little skin on it, seasoned it and you can use whatever season you want and then put it on the smoker in a pan with a little butter, with a little butter, like we do chicken thighs. And man, I think it took two and a half, three hours tops to get up to temp and it was melted in your neck of mouth. It was so good. And that's what I'm doing. This, that's what I'm fixing to do. I got something. I, I thought you said you couldn't find one. No, I did. Oh, I, I did. Yeah. So, how are you going to make it? K-J? I got them at Sam's. I'm, doing, oh, I'm just going to use Creole seasoning okay. instead of like a barbecue rub, like okay. I did with You can go anyway. If you want a barbecue turkey, you can go barbecue rub. If you like, you know, Cajun style, do a little Creole rub. Yeah. Um, you can use whatever you want on you can it. Make it a little sweet yeah. and add
1: something else. They're really, really good. Oh, yeah. But they've already been fully cooked, too.
0: Right? You yeah, to they're fully them. cooked. Well, they're deep fried. I guess butterball deep fries. I don't know how they yeah. do them, but man, they're good. Yeah.
1: Not a lot of people do whole turkeys this time
0: of year. You, some people do. They do? Yeah. I, I saw turkeys at the store on sale. Um, um, I We never really had turkey for Thanksgiving. I just like it. I mean, for Easter, it was always ham for Easter. Yeah. We always had and pork then, tenderloins, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, those are good. Real good. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times we'd have uh, catfish. <laughs> for for catfish, Easter?
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. Man, that sounds good. We're also, do-
1: <laughs> We're also doing a little crawfish boil at
0: the house. Yeah, yeah. company coming. I figured we'd cook a sack. Yeah. I'm trying something that um, a buddy of mine said that he heard you could take a chub of bologna and quarter it long way, So you got these, you know, long like pieces of moons. bologna. Yeah, yeah. Kind of quarter moons. and. When you boil your crawfish, when you turn your pot off, you drop that bologna down there and let it soak. And go ahead and eat your crawfish or whatever. Then take that bologna. It says it's the best bologna you've ever ate in your life. So I bought a stick of bologna. I'm going to try that.
1: Y'all do this every single time. We always hear something and always got to test it out. I've every got to. Man.
0: <laughs> Why would you not? I mean, <laughs> crawfish cooking, there's nothing to it. Because I mean, last gotta... time
1: you added the pineapple and you really liked that, didn't you?
0: Yeah, the pineapple at the end was really good. I did the same thing. You just peeled the pineapple and left the top on. After we cut, finished cooking our crawfish and vegetables, turned the pot off. It's been boiling. Dropped the pineapple in and let it soak until you get through eating. And go back, you know, I don't know, 30 an hour later, whatever. Take that pineapple out and cut it up. Oh, it's, our, so good. It's, it's so good. And
1: it's gotten hot, so it's like almost it's melted in your mouth.
0: It's It's warm. It has all those flavors in it, but it's not it's too sweet. hot or too yeah. yeah, it's sweet, spicy, Cajun. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. This is this is my time of year, man. <laughs> I love eating. I love eating crawfish. I'm probably gonna do some some uh, crab legs and shrimp and crawfish, and then <laughs> I've got. So you got to have the red skin sausage, smoked sausage. Yeah. And Then I'm, I'm doing potatoes and corn. And, let's see, plenty of mushrooms. I bought like five pints of mushrooms. Uh, Garlic. Plenty of garlic. We'll do some celery in there. I mean, it's going to be, I'm doing it all.
1: Yeah. It's going to be the real deal.
0: Yeah. We do, we figured out this was something that, I mean, if you're cooking one sack, it's kind of overkill. But we've started running two pots when we cook crawfish. We'll have our boiling pot. That's what we're really cooking them in. Then we'll have our soaking pot, which we control the tempo. We try to hold it about 150. And what we do is we we drop our crawfish. Of course, we rinse them off, clean them real good. Yeah. You don't want them dirty. We get our our bowl going, and I use about four pounds of a dry seasoning. You can use whatever. There's all kinds I of good ones that's out there. Hot. You're using uh, a pretty big, uh, good Yeah, product. yeah, yeah. This is a 100-quart pot. You use about four pounds of dry seasoning, 12 ounces of liquid boil. Now I put a, a whole bottle of AP in it. I put some, uh, another cup of salt in it, bunch of lemons, bunch of, uh, a few oranges, onions, garlic, uh, sticker to a butter and vinegar. I think about a cup or two of just white vinegar. And that goes in my bowl. We bring that to a boil twice with nothing in it. Just heat the pot up, bring it to a boil, What's turn it, it off, twice let it cool. It. We're just cooking, getting those flavors going, getting everything going, you know, steaming off some of the stuff, concentrating it down. And then, after we get our crawfish washed, we go ahead and we drop our crawfish in there. and We cook them. We bring them to a the bowl, time them five minutes, take them out. Well, our second pot, we've done boiled it twice, too, and we, we drop Same the temperature back day. down and hold it at 150. So after we boil our crawfish for five minutes, we keep that pot rolling. We take the crawfish out, and then we drop them in the soaking pot, and we time them 20 minutes we let them soak and man when you break them open you you pull that tail out there's so much juice in the heads of them it's i mean you know we've always soaked crawfish usually you turn it off and just let them sit there and soak but you you're bad to overcook them that way the way we're doing it you're not overcooking the tails they're all they all tell out you don't have to work on peeling the you know peeling the shell off of them you pinch them and the tail's coming right out the heads are full of juice and, um, I think my, right
1: my, amount of seasoning, right amount of spice. That's it. Yeah, right, right amount. amount of yeah, you don't
0: have. There's no more having to sprinkle them when you put them in the <laughs> cooler. Yeah, I want it all to be in the head, all uh, the flavor in the tail and the head. Yeah, I don't want to have to put more seasoning on them.
1: You put the exact same in both pots. Yeah, exact make same. The same
0: yeah. pot, same way. Yeah, and it, it is really, really good.
1: And you hold that second pot at what did you say one hundred and fifty. Yep, one hundred and fifty
0: degrees. So what we do? We got one of these big long stem How thermometers. How long do they stay in there? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a 25 minute cook. Yeah, much. well,
0: it's a little bit longer because it always takes it several minutes to come back up when you yeah. drop them. So, what we do, we bring that, you know, we boil that pot twice and then we
1: drop your crawfish. Drop, drop
0: the crawfish. It takes it a few minutes to come back up. And then you start time. Then it. we time it. Okay. As soon as we start see it start to bubble, set that timer. And
1: then it's five minutes with a lid on?
0: Yeah, yeah, lid yeah. on. Lid on. Five and soak them with a the lid on, too. Yeah. Usually we're stirring them a little bit every them. once in a while. But they all, you'll notice when, when you when you boil them, they're all floated to the top. But then when you drop them in the soap pot, they start filling it with juice, and you'll just see them start sinking, and it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And yeah. then you
1: can throw them in a cooler, and they'll stay really good. Oh, yeah,
0: fun. and then that's what we always do. Then we'll, we'll cook our vegetables separate. I always do the vegetables separate. I start the potatoes out. Usually the potatoes and the sausage start out. I'll go about 10 minutes. Then I'll throw in the mushrooms. No, it's the potatoes and the onions. And then I'll throw in the mushrooms and the, and the sausage. And then the corn will go in when I shut it off. It, Cause it doesn't take the corn long at all. Yeah. And the celery will be in there. Probably it don't take it long. I'll drop it with the mushrooms and the sausage too. Cause I like, I don't like my celery mushy. I want it to still have a, it soaks it up. It really gets the flavor. But if you, if you cook it overcook it, it just turns to mush. I don't like that. The I still want it to have a bite. The onions will too. That's why you don't yeah. want to got to watch them
1: the whole garlic though that is something that i love and the, the garlic whole mushrooms, too that's something that i didn't have you know growing up <laughs> it's a new really the mushrooms and garlic yeah man it's so good but God, the mushrooms might be that, that's favorite. always yeah. yeah
0: i always try to find them <laughs> have <laughs> you ever have you ever sure had have ever sure done cool. the eggs have you ever tried one of the eggs eh. you don't like them they're okay. And the pickles, I'm not crazy about Oh, the yeah, I did. I'm doing the pickles too. Yeah. I love the pic- pickles, soak up so much in it. Yeah. I just get deal pickles and kind of cut them into big chunks and then throw them in there too. Man, they're good.
1: They're
0: okay. I can't wait tomorrow. Well, I had crawfish last weekend, but I'm going to have it again. I think I've got every weekend except Memphis and May set to, to do crawfish I'm sure somewhere. to be crawfish at Memphis and May. Oh, yeah. So um,
1: this weekend, like we said, we're cooking. Let me pull up my notes. So this weekend we're cooking for Easter. We got family coming in. We're going to do crawfish um, next weekend. We or next week uh, we're going to do the beefer.
0: Um Yeah. So we filmed that a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but this week we're going to release it. Uh, we had uh, Matthias and Chef Coop come out from Beaver, and he showed me how to cook a few things on on the the smaller size Beaver, the original, and the double one. And they left that double one with me. I don't know if they're coming back <laughs> for it or what, but it's still Before sitting on did, my counter. I've got a few things yeah. I'd like to cook. Well, we did, uh, he showed me how to, I mean, he, he showed me the right way to cook a ribeye in it, and it was awesome. Yeah. And he also did um another, like, he did salmon, and then he did a side dish with just some vegetables to go with it. It was asparagus and onions. It was so good. Oh, man, it was so good. I
1: mean, and he didn't do much. And and mushrooms. He lightly seasoned them.
0: Nothing. I Touch mean that butter. was you talk about healthy. Yeah. There was nothing on those that was and they bad. still had a
1: lot of like um you know, they were all dente on those. Yeah, so I, lo- they, I loved it. They yeah. had a that, lot was, of texture that was that was
0: so good. And the salmon, you know, that's another one. I'm not just a huge salmon person, but I the, loved it. I thought I ate it Man, I ate it cold the next day on a salad. It was so good.
1: That's unheard of. For
0: and it, you know, salmon. and so I picked it up. It wasn't like they brought this food. I was like, "What do you want to cook?" I said, "Well, I got a Kroger. I can you know get anything." He said, "Well, get some salmon." I was like, yeah, "I'll get some." And so I got it out of the the you know the fishmonger counter or whatever you want to call it at Kroger seafood department, and it was just salmon out of the thing. And I was like, "Man, I don't know about this." I said, Man, I'm telling you, it was some awesome salmon. Yeah. you would have do thought it came it from cook, Alaska or, or somewhere. Salmon? I think it was just well, I think we got lucky and got some good salmon at Kroger. Because that's not the norm. Yeah. And then cooking it on the beaver like that, it was just really, really easy and really good. It was pretty good. But he did. He cured it a little bit. It, it soaked for a few hours. You remember, he used that's the butter true. and the brown sugar. That's true. And um, uh, you'll see all of it in the video. It's been three weeks. That's been a long time ago. Yeah. So we filmed that. Heck, I, don't, I forgot what all he did do to it. I need to go back and watch it just so I can remember. I've got to edit but, uh, it.
1: But it should probably be two videos, or maybe even three. Um, we're going to kind of go over what the beefer is and explain exactly what it is, and then a salmon and veg recipe and a ribeye recipe. Yeah,
0: yeah, going to be some good info on the beaver.
1: Before anything happens to that double-wide beaver, I want to cook a pizza on it.
0: Oh, yeah. I need to get a pizza stone for it. They yeah. make a stone for it. I need to order it.
1: Get the pizza stone and... Um,
0: I need to mount it to <laughs> something back there so that I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's in my kitchen now. I can't, you know. You're just going to have to.
1: invoice for it. Yeah.
0: The invoice me for that. <laughs>
1: this is how you get stuff. People show up, just drop stuff off.
0: And <laughs> don't want to take it back. Yeah, that is a good way. So what else we have on here? Oh, we're going to the Beef Council in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got invited to the the Beef Council's having a big, I guess it's a educational conference yeah, a type deal, deal in uh, Cleveland. Bar-
1: yeah. It's specifically
0: for barbecue, yeah. People, oh, is it? it yeah, it, in barbecue industry, yeah. But it's in Cleveland, industry. Ohio. We're going to be going up there, and uh, we'll tell y'all more about it as we learn. I've just seen the itinerary, and so far, it looks like there's just going to be different sessions on uh, new cuts of beef that's to, that they're going to start pushing to the market, different ways mm-hmm. to cook them, and stuff like that. Um, we're going out to a farm to meet some of the farmers that that uh, raise some of this certified Angus beef, and. Uh, it should be real fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward it. to it. I love done. anything yeah. where we can go and learn more. You know, so we'll share with y'all how we, you know, that our adventures up there in Cleveland. New cuts I've never been to Cleveland. I mean, it's not new cuts, but it's yeah cuts and, that most people aren't using for barbecue or something like that.
1: Yeah, and and then they're gonna cook a bunch
0: of meat. Yeah, I think we get to cook some of it too for yeah. the lunch. You know, like some of the cuts that we learn about. So, I'm I'm excited about that. Um, that's about all I have. We got spring fest coming up next week. Michael's going to be cooking in the kids cook. We're cooking, uh, rib. We're doing a tune up, uh, for rib for our Memphis and May ribs. And I've been practicing those. We practiced last weekend. I got a couple racks I got to do tomorrow. Have you received those uh, racks? They should be there today. Okay. Uh, but I'm doing a little compare and contrast on a couple different brands of ribs, running a few different seasonings. So far that winning combination's been the, uh, Swine Life and the Hot Rub. That's in a, with a little AP. So that's that's the one that won the taste challenge last weekend. And I'm going to uh fine tune it a little bit this weekend and hopefully get it ready, ready at Springfest, yeah, good. for next week. And Michael's been practicing his chicken legs. Man, he has gotten we're using the pit barrel junior, running it on just one chimney of coal and running them similar to uh, KCBS style is what I showed him. It's, uh, it's not like the, the recipe we did online. It's just kind of is kind of is, but, uh, he's just seasoning legs and putting them in a pan, right? Putting butter on them, cooking them till they're done, season them again, drip them in the sauce and get them in a box. He is cooking a mean chicken leg, man.
1: I'm really impressed. You know, he, he was really interested when he was little. And had his own little cooking area and his yeah. fake food and stuff, and then he kind of lost interest, and now he's you know he's back to it. He's well, back to it. I think he got a little taste of winning, and
0: oh yeah, I think he's spoiled now. <laughs> he might <laughs> be crying next weekend. Yeah. He wants more. <laughs> but that's uh that's what we got coming up, and it's gonna be fun, man. If this rain will quit, hopefully hopefully next weekend at spring fest it won't be storming, but it always is muddy.
1: We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, You got any questions we're doing today? Did you, do any, did you print any questions off?
1: No, we didn't have questions this week.
0: Okay. It's
1: been a little hectic week.
0: Getting moved. Yeah. Transition to the office. Yeah. I'm going to start showing up here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Yeah. Well, Maybe we'll keep the house a little cleaner. There you go. But um, we'll hopefully be more settled next week.
0: Improving um, our sound quality.
1: Improving our sound quality. Improving everything.
0: Lights. Kind of dark.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> uh appreciate everybody tuning in today. And uh, you can find us where, Shell. If
1: you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Hey, y'all fire up the grill and cook some hams this weekend. Mm-hmm. Everybody have a happy Easter.
1: Happy Easter. Uh,
0: happy Passover. Um, we'll see y'all next time.